Everybody, welcome to another episode of Throne Wrenches Podcast. This is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. And welcome to the auto podcast that loves a rainy night. I love a rainy night. Mm-hmm. Eddie Rabbit. Everybody loves Eddie Rabbit, right? Everybody loves Eric's song references the last few episodes. <laughs> uh, by the way, there were some good tunes written back in the 70s, right? Yeah. 70s, uh, I think, was, was that the 80s? I don't remember. That was back when you could listen to country songs on <laughs> regular Top 40. I think uh, Eddie Rabbit should have been nowhere near Casey Kasem, but somewhere they got <laughs> right. involved. Yeah. I'm our, Casey Kasem, and tonight it's Eddie Rabbit. Our, yeah. our long-distance dedication. Yeah. Well, we say that because it seems like every time we record the, the podcast, last month or two uh, it's been rainy yeah we we love a rainy night because we record when it's raining and also you know i'm gonna say i've been driving autocross on uh, this last saturday and uh, a little wet i'm on just the gonna course. say the frs she's a mutter she runs in, <laughs> she runs in the rain daryl so yeah but it looks like the uh, the traction held up we'll talk more about yeah, that yeah, we'll get into that yeah. here a little bit you know before we get into the show we always want to give a uh, reference to our sponsors we love them all and tonight we've got a couple here forts toyota peak and of course we always talk about forts toyota Toyota-Pekin.com. Forts Toyota is a new and used Toyota dealership in North Beacon, Illinois. Full disclaimer, Daryl, I I work at Forts Toyota. Do you? I do. I'm the service manager there. Hey, listen, Forts is a family-owned dealership. I've worked there for 25 years, but the Forts families have been involved with uh, new car and used cars since the 1950s in the Pekin area. So if you need a new or used car and you need a dealership you can trust and come back to, the Forts family is it. Toyota-Pekin.com. Call them anytime you want, 382-4000, sorry, 309-382-4000. And you can also text them at that number as well. Excellent, excellent. We'd like to also say a quick shout-out to the KC Law Office. You can find them at clomorton.com, specializing in automotive consumer law and anything that you might need some legal assistance legal assistance for. And uh, you can definitely reach out. You can uh, send them an email, visit their website, clomorton.com. Now, we've been told yes. not to use the canned intro on these guys. Yep, yep. You know, So Gabe has said... Talk about what a great lawyer I am. He's a great guy and a great lawyer. He happens to also like vehicles. So that is to your yeah. your uh, your betterment if you are interested in finding out more information about some of his If, if you know Gabe, he'll sit there and talk to you about cases you got going on. So say you bought a used car. Yeah. And maybe the maybe you bought a Ford truck and the phasers weren't right. And they you have a powertrain warranty from the state. Lisa Madigan set that up when she was still Secretary of State or Attorney or whatever that thing is. Uh, and maybe the dealership's not honoring that warranty, that 30-day, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Gabe Casey is your call. It's a free consult, clomorton.com. The phone number's right there. Uh, give Gabe a call if you have a question. You bought a used car. You got a lemon. You got a problem. Call Gabe. Yeah, when life hands you lemons, you call the Casey Law that's Office. Ex- that's it. Did I just come up with you a jingle? Yes. A tagline? yes. Gabe, thanks. I hope you like that. I'm going to continue to use it, uh, whether or not I get when a cease and desist. Life gives you lemons. Call CLO Peoria. <laughs> I like it. Uh, you can also check them out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, um, just give them a call. Click, stop by, whatever. Anyways, uh, also like to, another shout out to Arena Esports. You can find them at Arena. I'm sorry. Th- is it Arena? Arena 309 on uh, Instagram. Thank you. On or, the gram. That's what all the kids are using, Daryl. Yeah. He's very, very popular on the gram, but also um, arenaesports.com. And you can check out what they're all about. A, a, a do I call them a luxury gaming Dude, experience? You need to go there. So I did the I VR. I, I went the, and did the VR yeah. after uh, I was off really a couple Fridays ago. Yeah, and uh, pretty you had a little cool. augmented reality. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, man. I I had a great time. Uh, Gabe set it up. He uh, had a couple of us over, and 
were you playing? What games? I don't know, man. But it, I was like, I was like in Paris, and it was like sci-fi. And I'm like walking around. I'm like, I could literally take my hand and like pick up a tin can and like throw it onto the streets and uh, down below. You know, <laughs> from this is like a, a steampunk. Uh, it was kind of a steam like weird experience. Yeah, I think it was like Tom Cruise, like uh, War of the Worlds robots walking around stuff. Anyway, that sounds fun. It was it was wild. It was cool. And yeah. by the time you took the headset off. There's like a reality like recheck. Your brain just like you you've <laughs> checked back into the real world. It's wild. Definitely so, check them out yeah. if you're in Morton. They're right there uh, downtown. Yeah. You can check that out. Uh, if you got kids looking for a nice little safe place to uh, you know enjoy some some gaming in an environment, well, you definitely have that here locally. Check them out again. Uh, Arena Esports. You can find them at Arena Three Hundred Nine on the Instagram. You got we it. also have another kind of a special guest. We do have a special sponsor tonight. Uh, Bessler Welding. A Patreon member has spent a little extra on their Patreon membership to make sure you know about Bessler Welding. They're in East Peoria. Actually, they're fifty three thirteen in North Main, East Peoria. Bessler Welding, Daryl. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but that awesome like monster gas tank that's in the back of Steve Brown's truck. Yeah. Yeah. That was made by Bessler Welding, custom made. Beautiful so, welds on that. Uh, I believe it's aluminum. It is aluminum. 200 and some gallon dealio. And I believe as they got into the progress on that, they even put extra baffles in it, and they, they converted and, and modified as needed. Uh, great guys, ready to work on the fly. So Bessler Welding, 699-6224. It's a 309 area code. You can also find them at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bessler Welding. Thanks to Steve and for Bessler for supporting the show. That's right. That's right. Transcontinental tested. Yes. Also, that leads into the Patreon subscribers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support. We had the Patreon pre-show before this. I think it was pretty good. We had a little bit of guy talk. Not as much guy talk as the last time. Apparently, guy talk is a thing. So maybe if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get to hear Daryl and I talking frank about guy things. That's right. Yeah. Smoking, uh, were we smoking cigars tonight? No. We were not smoking cigars. There was there were no leather jackets involved, but we did talk a lot about uh, actually did right guard about right guard and aerosol deodorant. You'll definitely want to become a Patreon supporter for that. Uh, and also, we've gotten some feedback in the last couple of weeks that we might be a little bit more of a, an automotive entertainment show rather than an information or I'm still uh, chewing on show. That. I'm still chewing on that. You're yeah. processing that? Yeah, I am. I, I had a comment from a fan of the show, uh-huh. and uh, he said, you know, you should listen to this other podcast. They're kind of more newsy than you guys. You're more of an entertainment show. I'm like, I, I was taken aback. I had to take a breath. I'm like... <laughs> Uh, okay. Start uh, fanning yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay. I kind of thought we were newsy, too. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there. It's okay. We'll get through this. A Catherine Hepburn moment. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, you know, we're going to try and be a little newsy tonight. And we'll try and be entertaining. That's what we do. So, hope you enjoy the show. Not to be confused with Newsies, which is uh, sponsored Gabe Casey's yes, favorite show. His wife's favorite show, apparently. That's right. favorite hey, everybody. If you don't know my co-host, Daryl Scott. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's talk about this. If there were a man to take a different car to the West Peoria 4th of July parade for consecutive years, he could not repeat a vehicle probably until 2031. And in reality, by that time, maybe it may have bumped up his pipeline of cars and new rides up to the 2040s and beyond. Thanks. No, yeah, no problem. Yep, yep. Uh, All I'm trying to say in that intro is Daryl's got a lot of cars. That's true. All that's right. true. Uh, they canceled it for this year. I know they did. But uh, I'll say Hopedale. That's where it's at this year. Oh. Hopedale. Anyways, where, where it's at, where it's at, two, <laughs> two, two Hopedales and a ears Armington. Of corn. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. whatever you do in Hopedale. Uh, anyways, uh, for 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 my uh, co-host here, if you've seen the movie The World's Fastest Indian, well, you might be familiar with my co-host's work. 
he's inspired by the open road, by fast machines, Burt Monroe and Anthony Hopkins, as you might recall from the last episode's intro. Uh, but instead of motorcycles, this pioneering speed demon pilots a trio of Toyotas on the track. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for the racer who is not from New Zealand, not like Bert Monroe. He's Mr. Eric Stahl. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'm more like Anthony Hopkins in Father or something that new. Like creepy. <laughs> no, where he's got Alzheimer's. Oh, it's just wandering around. Exactly. Hey, he got, an, he got an Academy Award for that. He did, he did. Yeah. To the chagrin he's done of, some crap, though. He was, he's really done Everybody that. has. I mean, look at, look at the yeah. movies lately. I, I keep waiting for like new releases and nothing looks good. No, so. everything is terrible. Yeah. Just make your own movies at Here, home. Here's a movie your, about... Somebody with Alzheimer's. Oh, that'll be great. I've been I've been cooped up in my house for the last year. I'm going to watch that. I wonder what snacks I'll enjoy with that. Yeah, right. Dots or jujubes or goobers. <laughs> I, w- I want to get something that pulls a filling so I walk out halfway through the movie. I'll be happier at the dental office. Get a office. root canal. <laughs> Excuse me. I need to schedule an emergency uh, root canal and a crown. Uh, what am I doing now? Um, honey, honey, did I miss the ending of that movie? You didn't want to see it. He died. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Sounds like the root canal was better. Hey, thanks for listening. And also the <laughs> – sorry. Thanks for listening. And the Facebook reviews are just rolling in. We had another one this week. So this one is from T. Hanlon. He said we're very entertaining. Great podcast with great hosts. Entertaining and informative. Race Daily Kill may be his favorite segment. Hey, now. Hey, now. How about I, that? I, again – just like the Regan comment, I was just like, well, I didn't create that segment. That's Daryl's segment. <laughs> it's- <laughs> Eric, it's our segment. Just so you know. All right. It makes you feel a little better. No, but I'm like, Race Daily Kill, really? That's our favorite. I mean, that that to me, that segment is so herky-jerky and so weird. Yeah. But so are we. That's true. So what I did, once I got that comment, I'm like, well, we got to make a Race Daily Kill tonight, right? And I got to make it weird. I guess I'll put it back in the schedule. Yeah, yeah. No, we, I think we have a good one tonight, and Eric actually did come up with this one. And it's, it's an interesting theme we haven't explored before. So No, I th- it was just basically a copy and paste, but we're going to see how it works out. Right on. All right. There are thousands of gearheads out there, and if you know somebody in the Peoria area who wants to be on the show, please uh, let us know. We'd love to have them on. Um, we have talked to a couple people. We've got some stuff lined up, but I, I'm, we're trying to get a more regular schedule, and we're trying to keep the show dialed in here so if we seem like we're in a rush now we're just trying to make sure we get this show knocked out in less than 90 minutes right yeah Darryl? less than two hours at least let's shoot for let's aim aim low uh a quick shout out to tim and blaze i will get you your stickers soon we appreciate your reviews and i promised you some stickers i just i've got them i just haven't getting gotten my keister over to the uh postal office postal service what the heck am i, I how old I, I, am i yeah i don't know i'm gonna get to the such, postal such, office what such great days? heights that's where i go when you say postal service i'm like you know i'm, I'm yeah, the band <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's take some Metamucil, and let's talk about our projects in the last yeah. couple of weeks. Well, What's I will say on? this, too. I did talk to Jason Daly oh, at, Dri- oh, yeah. at Driven Insurance. He runs a 350Z over at uh, at the Autocross, and he's also one of the heads of the Central Illinois Region SCCA, and I think we may have tricked him into getting on a show. He, he okay. didn't really want to do it when we first reached out to him back and this is back when I was talking to Joe Feaster, uh, but we may get Jason on the show. Jason's been organizing a lot of the SCCA events, and 2021 seems to be promising, Right on. so look for that, maybe. And if you know Jason, make sure you kick him in the shins and say, hey, you need to get on the show, okay? Politely, though. Politely kick him in the shins. As, as best you can, politely. 
always good to hear from from new folks and uh, have some folks who are involved at the local level with auto sports, with uh, automobile clubs. It's going to be fun. The guy, yeah. the guy's a treasure trove of information, and and he can talk about race day insurance, which uh, he does sell. And I, I'm that's a subject I think we could spend no ten kidding. or fifteen minutes on. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, definitely would love to hear hear from him. So look All right. forward to it. So first segment of the show is the projects right and. Daryl, I got two things. So, do you want me to go first on this? I think you should because there's there's some big stuff happening, and uh, it's it's all going to be okay. It's, but let's just say there's some big. <sighs> you've been processing a lot of big news lately. Let's I'm, let's hear from you. I'm buddy. still trying to remember where I was at when I heard the news. The day, the moment it happened. I got the call. It was uh, my my cell phone rang twice. I, I ignored it the first time, but when your kids call the second time within a minute, you're like, eh, something's probably going on. I probably should figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, earlier in the day, my daughter had texted me and said, "Hey, Dad." Uh, my daughter's home from college for the summer. She goes, hey, Dad, can I drive the Supra today? I'm like, yeah, that's not a problem. We have a 1990 Supra Mark III. It's a non-turbo, but it's a stick shift. And you know what? We've been working on the car, getting it back together. It still needs shocks, but tires are good. Engine, for the most part, is good. Kind just of, did some paintless dent removal. Yeah, yeah. Just got the hood knocked out. Looks and, great. Uh, put a thermostat in it because it was kind of getting a little hot, but I still think it needs a coolant flush. But anyway, it's good to drive. My daughter can drive the car. But here's the deal. It's been driven by my wife, myself, and my son. My son's still at home. He's not in college yet like she, like she is. So we all have a gentleman's agreement. You put the roof on it every time to make sure the cats don't get in the car. I mean, I have barn cats, and the last thing you want is a cat just, like, roosting in there, making oh, a nest yeah. in the back seat. So we always yeah. set the roof back on it. Is it cloth or leather in there? I forget. Cloth. It's cloth. cloth. Okay. Yeah, but uh, – and the key word there is set. We don't we don't fasten it down because if you're going to drive the Supra, you're not leaving the Targ on it. So – my daughter, the second time she called, I picked up, and she was frantic. Dad, I wrecked the car. Dad, I ruined the car. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh, I got and you're it. at work when you take the call. I don't know where I was at. I, I, I had to be at work, but I don't remember what I was doing or who I was talking to. But um, I, I'm trying to process it, and I'm trying to figure out what she's talking about. She's obviously upset. When she she was very upset, and ultimately I figured out that the roof – Flew off the car while she was driving on Allentown Road, and it was almost hit by a semi, and she almost drove in the ditch. But when somebody tells you that, and they're frantic, and they're on the phone, I'm like, she's in the ditch. She's wrecked the car, yeah. and I don't know what else happened. The target top's been driven over by a semi. I don't know what's going on. Did you get the keys at that point and just make no, for the door? No, I didn't. I, 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 God, it's so funny. I don't remember. It's so funny. I don't remember what I was doing that was so important I couldn't leave. I just, I knew that Angela would be home at four thirty, and I'd be home at five thirty, and it wasn't going to be my problem. And you know, so uh, <laughs> you were just seeing red. I couldn't see anything but red. I was blinded, and I, as I remember, the people I was around with, I, I told the story to them, like, I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. Anyway, uh, so I got home that night, and sure enough, in your mind, you, you. you you figure the car's totaled. You figure that the maybe one side wasn't fastened and the roof like swung sideways and like smacked back on the rear deck. All the horrors that yes, you could imagine. The, the back the back glass is shattered, the yeah. you know, there's scratches along the side where something dangled or something like that. Uh, how bad was it? Nothing really. The the targa was is damaged. You can see where it flipped in the air. And it's a metal piece that it's goes a, it, in those. It's a steel targa, yeah. It's okay. got a cloth liner. Painted uh, body color. Yep. Okay. It's just it's solid uh, maroon, and where it came down on on the pavement, it, it literally was on the lead edge. So it's like it's like curled down on the lead edge, but then the edge, the outer edges towards the the, the door windows is just a little bit up because of the tilt of the bend. Mm. 
So we set we can still set it on there and keep the cats out of the, out of it, but sure. uh, but you can't drive the car right now. You can't secure it down. And I'm not going to take a hammer and try and knock it down and try and smash into place because I want to break the windshield. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out if I can take this thing and put it on take all the liner stuff off it. Yeah, yeah. Just get the bare metal it, and maybe put it on some sawhorses and see if I can tap this out with a rubber hammer and, and kind of mold it back. Because realistically, when when you drive the Supra. I'm never driving that car with the roof on it. It's like a convertible, right? Yeah. You, it's good It's good to have it if it rains, but realistically, do I care? And, it, and if I have to get some spray-on paint from Bourne, sand it, spray it. just shoot that panel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if I, I got this carbon fiber garbage stuff I put on the hood of her car years ago, if I just put that on there, you know. Yeah, you could wrap Can it I make something. it serviceable? That's the key. Sure. But then you, with your, your internet ingenuity you have found a couple target tops for this car so there's one cincinnati there's one huntsville alabama i've talked to the guy in huntsville okay. it's the same color is that the it's a junkyard yeah okay. well it's mark three super parts store or something like that gotcha. so it's the same color it is okay but it needs buff bad it's it's not in great shape but again there, there you go sand it born paint yeah you're good to go absolutely uh just transfer all the liner and all that other stuff over so uh, Huntsville is an eight-hour drive. I've already checked into it, and we could go on Memorial Day weekend. So the wife has said she's game for it. It's $200 for the Target Top. That's cheaper than I thought because when we started looking, yeah. all the places it was like call, call, call. Or if if you saw a Craigslist or you know Facebook Marketplace posting, it would be like lumped in with other parts, and you'd see a picture of it and be like, oh, he's got one of those. Yeah. And you message him like, yeah, it's sold. It's gone. Well, that's what happened. The guy in Wisconsin had the same color. And I said, oh, there was tape on it, like duct tape across. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, can you tell me the story on that? He goes, oh, sorry, dude. I forgot to take it off. It's it's sold. <sighs> anyway. You wouldn't think they would be that hard to find. Or maybe somebody, because they were those cars were made, what, from 89 to the Mark III Supra. Yeah. It was 89 to 92, something like that. I think like there's that. less Targas out there than you think, though. That's the funny thing, because as I find them online, there's yeah. a lot of non-Targas. There's a lot of just pop-up sunroof ones, okay. stuff like that. The Targa weren't all the rage. They were definitely out there. They were super cool. Yeah. I, everybody remembers like the Porsche, the Carreras with the Targa, and yeah. some of the other cars that had that. It was a Corvettes. There were some yeah. Corvettes that had it. Was it's a really cool feature. You get all the fun of, of convertible, but then if it's really crummy out, you can put that on. Yeah. You know, if, if yeah. You can well, right get, now because uh, we love a rainy night, this, that Targa being uh, not yeah. serviceable. In that car, that car right now just sits idle. You know, it, it, probably it, for the last week or so. It has. It has. It's well, yeah, and and then so there's been a sworn oath by my Self and my wife saying the children will never drive this car ever again. I, you know, or, like, or or <laughs> let me just ask this: uh, What about latching the top? Well, we could do that. In the future, we'll probably always do that. It's it sucks. People, I've had friends that have done this with race cars where they forget to put the hood pins in, and they're doing tested tunes. And you stuff know how many stories up. now I've heard of people with tar- targets flying up. It's common. I've heard I've heard at least two in the last week where one guy his targa flew off his Firebird fiberglass. Or yeah, the T tops or whatever. Yeah, bounced on the highway, landed in a field like it edged in like a knife. He say picked it up, put it back on the car. It fit. Never nothing happened. Another guy told me a story where one flew off and it shattered like just yeah. <laughs> I remember being in Macomb at a Dairy Queen and waiting for our order, and a guy in an eighties Camaro with the T tops drove by. And all of a sudden, we hear this, <laughs> what sounded like a giant explosion. I can't imagine the hideous fireworks. Feeling. It was, I don't know what happened. It either flew out of the car, came loose or what, but it just shattered glass all over the intersection. The guy just like turned around, looked at it, and just drove off. Uh, I'm like, that's cool. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. I mean, part of me wanted to even have my daughter on the show just to, to describe, I, what does it feel like to be driving a car? 
Yeah, and just and see just daylight disappear. It's got to be the scariest thing in the world. Those disaster movies where like the plane, like all of a sudden a window gets blown out and everybody gets yeah. sucked out of the plane. <laughs> it's not as bad as it that. It had to be something like that, I have kind to think. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for and uh, hopefully – Things get resolved soon. I hope you can find. Yeah, I don't mind. I, you know, in, an eight-hour drive is nothing to us, Daryl. No. Plus, it's fun. It's that's part of the joys of having an old car is tracking down parts. At least you can go <laughs> for you, maybe. It is. It is. Eight-hour drive is nothing for you. I hope. I hope you guys are uh, you know able to get down there and, and get the target because that car is the the nice weather will be here soon. You want to enjoy it, so I hope you can do that. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to still beat out that one that we have. You can. Yeah, I probably should do that sooner or later because I've kind of led the guy off on eBay saying, "Hey, I'll I'll, I'll buy that piece for yeah. two hundred fifteen dollars." So he's like, well, I'll have to change it to, you know, to local pickup. And I'm like, all right, I'll let you know about my logistics and all that. So, uh, yeah, get on that. Get I don't, on that. I don't want to be that douchebag who, like, talk to him and then leave him hanging. You know, he's like, I got a guy who's going to buy this Target top. Totally interested, bro. Yeah. yeah. He's that's, like, I can only meet you on a weekend. I'm like, that's fine, dude. I don't care. That works better. I hate when you go to buy something. And yeah, sure. Yeah, it's for sale. It's, uh, yeah, come pick it up anytime on a Tuesday at 3.30. What? No. <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Well, I'm coming from central Illinois. You're up in uh, Iowa. Yeah. yeah, well, take a day <laughs> off work, bro. Bruh. 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 Well, good luck with it. Yeah, and we'll if you want to practice body work, go for it. I think I might. We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I always I always have that adhesive carbon fiber. It's right. <laughs> it looks like the real thing for at least six months. A little DIY target yeah, top. Right. All right. So when you're not um, doing body work on Toyotas that are in your possession, what else are you doing with them? Because you've had an exciting weekend. I you did had have a double a, header. I had a great weekend. So, you know, the one thing is when the uh, local auto local SCCA group says, hey, we'd like you to be on the board of directors. You know how this is, Daryl. You're, you're part of some volunteer organizations. Yeah, you get involved. Yeah. Sure. And so the guys are like, we could really use your, uh, your help with our social media and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? I can't do a whole lot. My time is, is very, very taken up right now, but sure. I'll, I'll definitely help you guys out with the social media stuff. And uh, so that's the Central Illinois Region SCCA. You can certainly follow them on Facebook and you can go to their website and uh, Google them. It'll go, take you right there. But uh, we had an event. We we didn't have any events last year. Last year we did everything with Champaign County. Hung out with Dean. God bless him. Rantoul. Uh, the Central Illinois region didn't do anything. The Pekin Airport kind of nixed them. Mossville, Caterpillar. Caterpillar said we're not having any events because it's groups, because of COVID, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. So this year, Jason Daly, who I spoke of earlier, and Joe and, and the rest of the board got the Pekin Airport on board. They got Mossville on board. And so we had our first race weekend here, 15th and 16th of May at the Pekin Airport. And I showed up on May 15th on Saturday, raining, just just cats and dogs all day. The forecast was terrible. We still had 40 people registered to go to the event. I showed up with both the cars just to make a presence. You know what? Fort sponsors the SCCA. It's it's a minor contribution to be on the T-shirts and, and sure. to be on, you know, on their website and all that stuff. Um, and I show up just to work, and Jason looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just here to help. I'm, I, I want to learn because I'm going to be one of the, the, the chairs of the Mossville event, and I just want to know what we're doing. He goes, you could do a lot more for me if you're actually racing one of those Forts cars because that looks a lot better. And I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, and then I can balance a day, give you jobs, and then I'm like – Twist my arm. Okay? I was going to say, if I have to do it. But here's the deal. It's raining. And it, it, my very first time I remember going out to autocross at the Pekin Airport, as a matter of fact, I remember showing up on a rain day. And it was I was just going to walk up and register. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to race. In the, yes. Yeah. I don't want to race in the rain. Okay. It looks scary. I had my Celica. 
And uh, I didn't do it. And I remember watching Mason and, and Matt Wagner and these other guys race. And uh, and by the end of the day, their tracks had actually dried up, and you could see the trail, the track pretty good. I'm like, oh, I kind of made a mistake. Well, and there was another time in the last couple of years where I didn't race because it was rainy, and I yeah, just I I don't I didn't I wasn't like knocking knees and nervous about it, but I, I literally just it wasn't ideal, and I'm going to spend fifty bucks. I want good conditions, right? Sure. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So I you. so I said, okay, I'll race. I got nothing to lose, right? You know, they mm-hmm. they want me to race. They want to have the car out there. So I had the FRS out there. We just put the Toyota Proxis on it. They're hundred hundred tread rated race tires. Really not street legal. Um, and, and for for folks who are just tuning in, what year FRS? It's, so and what it's, a tw- it's a 2013 FRS. It's a stick shift with the six speed manual, okay. and we supercharged it with a uh, Innovate supercharger with it, which I think is made by Sprintex. But anyway, and I got a tune on it from Delicious Tuning. It's it's a fun car, and I had not driven that. I've been driving the Super the last two years, just trying to get that car figured out. But I figured since I'm going to be there two days, I already registered for Sunday for the Supra. I'll drive the uh, the FRS. Okay, and uh, it was wet. I had nothing to lose. I'm, so I'm driving the car I'm not familiar with. It's raining. I'm just going to go out there and have fun. And I think that took a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. yeah. So I get out there. There's, you know, there's 40 cars, like I said. And there's two heats. And we, all, we got about nine or ten runs through the whole day. Well, the first runs of the day, I was in the second heat. The first runs, they kind of got screwed. It was raining pretty hard. Second runs, we were all laughing. We're like, ha-ha, it's nice. And uh, we thought about switching them around again. But it started at 1 o'clock. It started dumping pretty good. And... Um, that that first group went through again. Well, by three o'clock, it was dumping even harder, and there was puddles out on the airport tarmac. I mean, you as you're watching the cars go through, you're just watching splashing. Mm. And, but as you're driving the car, it, for me, I wasn't seeing that. And I have to imagine it's those Toyo proxies I had on the car. They they were brand new. I look at the grooves and those things. They were moving water pretty good. Okay. As everybody else was giving up in the second heat of the day, they were also like, "I'm never gonna get my time. Never gonna get my time." I literally reeled off my. One of my best times. It was off by three hundredths of a second on my last run of the day. <laughs> I was flying, and I posted that video on my Facebook feed. Man, is that the second run? That was the- my 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 last run of the day. I think. Okay. I was drilled in, man. That pavement was wet. I watched that clip, and I'm like, "Did you speed the no. video up no. or something?" I'm like, "That car it was fifty. What, was it a forty nine second run yeah. or something? Yeah, like that? it was forty nine point four or forty nine point seven. Is what it ended up being. What was like the average time? For the day, for the uh, I think I think that uh, most guys were around fifty-one or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah low fifties. Yeah, that car looked like it was flat as a. I mean, just nothing, sh- nothing, no give, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. and it was like watching uh, like a special effects movie or something. It was so cool, yeah. but you didn't notice the you know like hydroplaning anything on the course while you were out there. So I didn't turn off all the auto. Fe- I didn't turn off the VSC. I didn't turn off the traction control, which I, di- I didn't even think about. I didn't even hit the sport button on the car. It's a stick shift. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just running. I, I didn't even think about those features. I know the next day our other driver came out and he was using the car. He's like, "Oh, should I turn this off?" I'm like, "I forgot about those buttons." But I, I as soon as I started breaking pavement, and in if you watch closely in the video, you'll see in like one of the final sweepers, the car like literally the windshield starts tracking with the cone better because that's because uh-huh. the rear end is actually sliding Swing a little bit. Around. But I caught it and I, and the car just and it connected. The car was drilled in, man. It yeah. was it was moving. And I did the exact same thing you did. When I watched that video, I'm like, I've done something. I perverted this video. I've moved the speed up. It looked to me at first like it was faster. But then I looked at the time, like, well, the, the video's a minute. No, I watched it three times. And then by the third time, I'm like, no, that's legit. Yeah. That's a legit run. We'll put the video up in the uh, in the post yeah. here for the show. Yeah. And folks can kind of geek out on it. Because it, how do you have it mounted? Do you have a 
GoPro I just, mount. I just had a GoPro. I always so tree hugger, the FRS, the Supra. I put permanent GoPro mounts on them. All right. I don't like the the suction cups are great. They fall off. Yeah, I, I, that's my biggest fear. You know, is they're going to fly off somewhere on the track? They usually fly off and fly out a window or on the trail. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I usually. So I always. It's just an adhesive mount. It's not a big deal. Yeah, so, yeah. So and then the second day, I took the Supra. How'd that do? Um, so, that's the car you're more familiar with the last couple seasons. Yeah, but right? yeah, but I I have sucked so hard in that car. I've literally I've I've never really? scratched and sucked more in a car in my life <laughs> than I have in that Supra and and. I, I, it was nice. It was two days in a row. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have always done one day at a time and just gotten you know three times a year or something like that. To do two days in a row. Back to back, different conditions, different cars. It doesn't matter yeah. because, because the anticipation and the excitement and the adrenaline is, is kind of like subdued because now it's not old hat, but you definitely – your mind is, is more focused. Okay. So the second day, I was literally – I was calculating and watching and seeing things that um, because of my day one experience, I, I was improving generally throughout the day on the Supra. Now, the Supra is a dis- different beast. You know, it's got a bunch more horsepower and, mm-hmm. and it had a bunch more options. Uh, I did change the tires on that week. I went with the uh, Bridgestone RE71s on the front, which are discontinued t- tire from Bridgestone. And all the vet guys were loving. These were tires I watched all the vet guys last year at Rantoul. They're creeping, not creeping. They're like flying around these turns, and they're whisper quiet. Mm. Like, what in the heck is going on here? Well, it's those Bridgestones. They're beautiful. They're discontinued. I don't know why. They're going, moving huh. on to something else. But uh, I texted Dean. I said, listen, I can get 71s for the front of the car. He's like, get them. Get them. If you can still get 71s, get the 71s. Okay. And then I got Falcon uh, 660s for the rear, which – they're the heir apparent to the, the Bridgestones. Everybody's saying the Falcon tire is the way to go. So I got the Falcons for the rear. and, and um, Made a difference? Oh, yeah. The old, yeah. Dude, the, the quietness. And you could tell the grip of the front. And, and I think it was like my fourth or fifth run of the day. I pressed them. Like, I got to get more speed. Those Bridgestones started screaming at me like, mm. uh, you're going too fast. And they were right. I mean, D- Dean says there, there's like a fine line where you know where the tires are telling you they're breaking pavement. You know, they're not getting traction. Yeah. And the Bridgestone started singing to me. And once I knew that, I'm like, that's where I got to back off. So so there again, I, all day long I'm improving. Um, there was a guy next to me with a Mustang, pretty pretty stacked. And yeah. uh, him and I were pretty much dead dead all day, close. He ended up with 43.5. I ended up with 44.5. In the same but, class? No. No, okay. No, no. As a matter of fact, that's one thing that sucked. I'm in uh, B Street, and uh, there was a Lotus Evora there. Kid from Champaign Urbana. Are those like the the real tiny? <laughs> it's like that's not the tiny tiny one. The Lotus okay. uh, Elise. Elise. That's the, yeah. what I'm thinking. Of. The Evora is much bigger, mid engine with a big wing on the back. I don't think I've ever seen that one. guy. Was he was tacking on times that nobody could. Even the Miata guys were like, "Oh my god, just insane." Yeah, he, I mean, I think before he hit cones, he was hitting like 39s. And uh, wow, if that guy's gonna be there in B Street, I could never touch his times. You know, okay. it just it'll never happen. But Anyway, it was fun. I, I learned a lot. That's and, good. Uh, I didn't scratch. Well, I didn't. I didn't lose my route. I think I knocked some cones. At one point, I'm like, you know, Jason Daly was saying. I said, I'm saying Daly a lot. And it's just because I talked to him a lot this time. Uh, he's like, you know, if you're not hitting cones, you're not you're not finding the boundaries, right? You gotta you gotta get as close as you can. So sure, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I was whacking some cones with it, but uh, I I had more fun in that super than I did all the last year at, at Champaign nice. County. No no slight to Champaign County. It was just a matter of. Two days in a row, getting your mojo mm-hmm. on and having a little fun in the car. So no, autocross is back. 
We're and back literally in your backyard. I mean, it's something yeah. that you could drive to in <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah. There's nothing that. wrong with driving a little further distance for, you know, a great event put on by a wonderful organization, but there is something especially last year when things kind of were on a hiatus for that group. Uh, oh my god though. The Cham- what Champaign County did the year before in 2020, insane. the fact that we could still race. I mean, that was yeah. just like a godsend. That's yeah. why they had 100 people at every event cuz People are coming from hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Good turnout. And we look forward to hearing more stories from from the road and from, from, the, the, road, from the course. The trail. Uh, definitely some more videos because you got a skill for that. Um, it, I, I it, Actually, that. I had a lot of people go, dude, that, that looked intense. And I'm like, you know, it did. Again, I think there was a fun factor. I think there was no pressure. Just show up. It's a rainy day. Anyone I, else from Fort's race? No, not uh, on Saturday. Because everybody, everybody looked at the forecast. Saturday and Sunday were supposed to be rain both days. It's going to suck. It's yeah. going to suck. I'm not going to pay $45 to race if it's going to rain all day. I will tell you this. Racing in the rain is forgiving on the tires. The, the, Good point. It, it's a it's an equalizer for every car out there. No, it, nobody performs great in the rain. Yeah. It brings the speed down so you're not doing crazy, stupid stuff. So it, yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's a great equalizer. Okay. It, it, don't, don't think that going to a rain day is going to be terrible. It's actually it's kind of fun. Just make sure you bring a decent jacket. I had a nice jacket with me, so I stayed dry all day. If you if you have a, a hoodie and it's raining all day, yeah, you're going to be miserable. Cold, wet, miserable, and sick. And, and I know a bunch of 20-year-olds out there probably don't have a decent rain jacket. Just go out and buy a decent rain jacket, and you'll have a good day. So. Yeah, good call. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. I, I'm, I'm going to step away. I, I, I always hog too much of the project section, Daryl. I want to hear what you got no, going on. No, no, no. You're active, and that's what's nice. Uh, you do things, and on the weekends, I, I, I scroll through the social media feed, and I'm like, oh. Oh, that's cool. And then I, you know, go back to watching stupid Vice Grip Garage videos or <laughs> something on YouTube. Something that I should be doing, but I'm not. But actually, this last weekend, while you were um, out running around on the race course, I was in the garage working on a couple automotive projects, two separate ones. Um, I've got a big car show, <laughs> if it doesn't get rained out yeah. for the second time here Saturday. Uh, over in Morton. I'm going to try it because we're going to hang out at Gabe Casey's that day. Yeah, we're going to try to. So we'll see. Um, the 55 Plymouth, I was basically going to get that kind of cleaned up, polished, maybe throw a coat of wax on it and get it ready to go. That's usually the turnkey. I don't have to worry about it. And it's still presentable kind of car. And uh, I went out to the garage. And I've been toying around for the last year. The car was repainted with single-stage enamel, real hard enamel with no clear. It looks nice from 20 feet away, but you get close, and there's you know some stuff there. A lot of orange peel here Distant and there. Distant looker, 20-footer? Yeah, it's a 20-footer for sure. And it's nice because the, the coat of paint, it's kept the rust off the car. It, it shines up okay. For, you know, It's good enough for who it's for, right? But uh, the front of the hood always bothered me because the orange peel, was, that's the first thing you see is the front of the you know, the grill, the bumper, everything. And it just it bothered me enough to want to do something about it but not having painted the car and not having known much of the history i don't know how much paint is on the car yeah so it's real easy to be like oh i just wet sand that off and buff it you're good well you know it's white underneath yeah, there it's primer popping <laughs> and uh not that i've done that before but i might have done that before with other cars so you always want to you can get the paint thickness checker the gauge thing the magnet whatever but uh, the guy assured me he's like there's plenty i put Oh, I never thought about Yeah, there is a thing you just lay over and just tells you where how far the metal is away. Yeah, there's like a little mini, almost like an ultrasound wand. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> ground penetrating sonar. I don't know how they're... Slather Vaseline on the hood. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's cool. This, I, this is going to be cold. I saw that on a... <laughs> yeah, it's twins. It's a twin cam. Now, I actually did see on YouTube a, a paint and body guy. It's the Larry from uh, Ammo NYC, if you ever watch them. 
he does a lot of great detail tips. But he is one of these fancy deals. He's using it uh, to check before he details a Porsche 911 from the 80s. Because like, you can see this car has been repainted in this part and this part. I'm like, I want to see how much that tool is. It's like $4,000. Oh, tool. my God. Like, yeah. uh, forget that. I'm just going to wing it. So I started with uh, uh, 1000 and worked up to 1500 and then I just hit it with some compound. And took I took the uh, hood ornament off and the, the a couple emblems, pieces of trim. And actually, it turned out pretty decent. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm actually pretty happy with that. I, I've done it a few other times on other cars, and I, I've started to get the knack. Uh, the, the big deal is keep your stuff, uh, you know, obviously moist with water. You use a little Dawn dish soap or something to keep the the, the sandpaper from clog, you know clogging up, and just just water, 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 and keep checking your work. Feel it with your hand. You know, if you still feel bumps and orange peel, dry it off. You know, with a microfiber and kind of just check your work. Um, I had to go back three little sections. Again, not perfect. I I don't claim to be a you know a paint and body guy, but those are those little details that a lot of people can lay paint. But it's it's the it's the polishing and the compounding and the buffing and getting it to that level where it's like that looks good instead of it that looks like a car got painted you know <laughs> so Oscar's the one you did the brakes on because the wheels the wheel seals and yeah the, the drums and all that stuff yeah and that's why one of the reasons I was late tonight I was picking up some parts I picked up some wheel seals so the 55 Plymouth was done but I actually had a whole bunch of fuel pump issues where uh, I've replaced the fuel pump on a car years ago. And uh, the fuel hose that goes from the hard line from the tank to the pump. And that stupid thing cracked again. When I went to wet back the thing out to wash it and wet sand it, um, uh, and the Plymouth had, like, I started smelling gas. I'm like, oh, yeah. shoot. So I looked down, and that fuel hose had a split in it. Now, there's there's two layers of fuel hose, the inner and outer. And you could see it was the outer one that split. But then I start feeling around underneath the fuel pump, diaphragms wet and stuff like that. So I took it all apart, rebuilt it, new fuel line, you name it. So uh, bottom line there, ethanol still terrible. <laughs> and even when I try to get the non-ethanol gas for the old stuff, it still manages to you know, deteriorate newer rubber. Uh, like I said, the fuel pump on there is probably three years old. So I, I just literally did that, which to me isn't that old. But you know, I've also had problems with lawnmowers and weed eaters and you know. Uh, all that stuff get dried so up. So I and I completely. I remember years ago, guys would show up at my house with like chainsaws, and they were using the the canned fuel. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm not using that. I'm using a little squeeze jug, and I dump it in my, my oh, yeah. two gallon container, or my one gallon jug. I'm like, this is far more practical. I'm smarter than you, and I never could get my chainsaws to start. And all those guys were like, one pull, one Bring, pull. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I did? <laughs> start buying the canned I'm fuel. Can, I'm all about canned. Yeah. And, you know, I'll buy five or six cans at a time. And during COVID, that stuff was like. Hard to get. It was. Yeah. So I, I, have, I think it stockpiled like 10 cans. You started uh, doing – I did the same it's, thing. It's tissue pa- – it, that's toilet paper to me is <laughs> right. chainsaw fuel. Because you never know when you're going to have to cut a tree off a building exactly. or something. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the other car uh, is 47 Chevy. Uh, we call Oscar, which is a 47 Fleetline Sportmaster sedan, which is my our favorite old car in the group. I love it. Um, it's got a lot of little family history behind it. I haven't driven it really in two seasons. So I went to go take it out of the storage unit a couple weeks ago. Brakes were down. I thought, great, master cylinder shot. Well, then I start. I ordered a master cylinder. And, you know, the, the week <laughs> the week we've had, it was so busy I, did, I didn't get out there to mess with it. And um, I'm like, what if I just go out there and put some fluid in the thing and bleed it? You know, reverse bleed it or something like that. And I actually went out there with a vacuum bleeder, cracked the bleeders, bled them. And uh, the wheel cylinder started to kind of move again. 
and uh, Sarah's in the car pumping the brakes. And she's like, she's like, this has got to be fun. Oh, she's used to it now. She's she's excellent at that. <laughs> Even though I got the vacuum bleeder, I, I I just tried it just to see. She's like, yeah, there's pressure. The pe- you know pedal's getting more firm. I said, okay, all right. So we bled them all. It got the car running, got it out of storage, and I actually took Grandview Drive home, which seems stupid. But it, from, it does. I mean, you could go wildly careening off a cliff. Off face. a cliff. Yeah. yeah. Grandview Drive is beautiful. You tried to find the highest spot in Peoria to drive a car. But what's nice is there's no stop signs. So I literally had two turns to get uh, up there. But there's there. a speed hump, so you could go flying over one of those. <laughs> go flying. And then, and then fall to my doom. Yeah. No, but a car I actually got home okay, stopped okay. It wasn't that bad. And, of course, part of me is like, maybe I don't have to tear into it. Well, I'm glad I did because I found the rear wheel so, uh, seals on the axle uh, had – they're failed. So the whole – all brakes on the back, both sides were covered with gear lube. God, man. And so that's – I got to pull the axles, pull the differential, you know. It's like nightmare jobs, and you just act like it's, eh, it's just day in the garage. This is easy. I I would much rather do stuff like this than, you know, like do a timing belt on a, a newer car. Really? Yeah. Forget this. This, right. this just, it sucks because it's big, stinky, heavy, oily, greasy, nasty stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, that smell. But, you know, I... I'm okay with it. So that's what I'm working on. The goal, I got the parts. I got everything I need except a slide hammer, which is coming tomorrow. So yank the axles out after I pull the seat clips. A puller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it comes in handy for dents if you ever need one. So uh, I I got one. I could have loaned it to you. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Anyways, so that should be. But now you got one. See, my general rule at the house is every time I have a project, I buy a tool. Yeah, and so I have a tool bench covered and stuff because you know I'm always doing something, and then that way I'm, I'm self reliant, right, Daryl? That's absolutely. Yeah. That's something that what's the Sean Connery, Sean Connery in uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. I taught you something, Junior. Shelf reliance. I don't know. I just remember Shel- that shelves. Huh? Sh- shelf. Is that like IKEA? Is that an I- IKEA statement? You do rely on shelves <laughs> to store your tools. For your shelf reliance. <laughs> I think I'm onto something right there. I think yeah. I'm going to bring IKEA into this. I think you should. Sponsor, Spotlight. <laughs> that's all I got. All right. well, that's pretty, well I, I, like I said, you make it sound easy, but uh, I got to run cars and just race around. And I got my 10,000 steps by like 8 a.m. that day. Because <laughs> you work in both, the course. Both, yeah, both days. But uh, What was but, the coolest car on, uh, on, the, on the track that weekend, by the way? But I'm, Of course, the Ford's cars are cool. But yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that. Um, the Lotus? No, I you know I I really am a fan of Lotus and I'm a fan of the Elise, but uh, that Evora to me is kind of like a mini super. It almost looks like a little mini Lamborghini. I got to Google a picture because I don't even know what the heck. Yeah, that it, looks it like. looks like a mini Lamborghini. Um, huh. I'm trying to think what the coolest car was. You know, honestly, there was a guy out there, Bill, or no, uh, Ron. He was out there. He's 74 years old, and he was driving an S2000 top down silver one. Yes, and that dude was it was. He gained time all day, and he got second place in his class. He got lost a couple times, and we had some people sit with him. But you know what? He had a blast. 74. And so I'm, I'm, I'm doing the starting, and I get to talk to everybody. And I have a blast. Daryl and I talked about this in the pre-show. Maybe we did. And I don't remember how much we talked about this in the pre-show. But I get a lot of people like, hey, Eric, hey, Eric. A lot of people recognize me. And so I'm talking to Ron every time he comes. I'm like, Ron, that was a pretty good run. That was a pretty good run. You know, and uh, just – so much fun talking to somebody like that. Seventy four, yeah, racing did did all nine or ten runs that day, and uh, maybe got lost two or three times. You know what? Cares. Screw that, man! And yeah. he he rolled like a fifty four seconds. I think was his best time of the day. My best time of the day was a forty four. So he was ten seconds off. You know what? When he was powering through the final slalom to the stop, 
He was going pretty quick. Yeah. To be 74 and getting it like that, God bless him. And using a car and using the car to its fullest. Yeah. A lot of people have those cars. They're never going to get those out. They're no. never going to put it. No. That is such an engineering marvel. And those things rev to like, what, nine, ten thousand 10,000 RPM? Well, it's got an inline six, right? Or does uh, it have the five? It's a, it's a four in those, but they, I think the Honda motorcycle team designed that engine. So okay. they run like crazy. I thought RPMs. it had the bigger engine. I thought it had that five cylinder inline. No, that's okay. a weird, that's actually a cool engine too, but. No, I, I, when those things came out, people, I think they said the power band is from like 7,800 RPM up yeah. or something. I'm like, what? It made, it made a nice noise. And, yeah. and, uh, it, and like I said, you could tell he was getting it. I'm standing there at the start line, and the, and the finish was across the uh, the tarmac from me. But uh, no, like I said, that to me was the coolest thing of the day. And I, and I can't even really point out anything else that really stuck out. Tons of Miatas, a couple Mustangs. No vet guys. And I'll tell you this. Really? Because it was raining. I and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say because it was raining, <laughs> the, the bad guys, guys stayed home. So you know what? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> fight me. What a big deal. What a fight about it. Bring it, bruh. Bring it. Yeah, it might be onto something there. Hey, um, speaking of being onto something, you got a really special edition of our next segment here. What, what do we got? Race daily kill. This is uh, apparently it's a favorite segment of some <laughs> a fan people. favorite a fan favorite. Yeah. So all right, so normally in race daily kill, and if you're familiar with the uh, the the fun guy game, uh, you know such and such Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is race daily kill. We decide we're going to race a car, we're going to daily a car, and we're going to kill a car. So we last time it was little SUVs. Time for that, I'm, I, it was British like, was a British cars, it was a British cars, cars and, we, yeah. and we've done like the uh, El Caminos, we've Hot done hatches, you name it, man. We keep going through cars because what it is just kind of like Daryl and I looking to see what we would do and seeing if we if we agree on stuff. And, and actually, I would say eighty five percent of the time we don't agree on this. Yeah, yeah, but but Perfect. we're starting to agree more. So I don't know what that tells I don't know us either. So anyway, so here's what I did. <laughs> And it wasn't that I was out of ideas, but I'm like, let's just kind of kind of mix the pot up here. You know Bring a Trailer. Yeah. I know Bring a Trailer. Bring a Trailer has its own podcast. So don't confuse us at all with those guys. Oh, they do? Yeah, they do. How did we not get that gig? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Right? Uh, probably because we drive crappy cars. Nah, it might be. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we drive 90 Supras and 47 Chevys with exactly. no brakes. Uh, so don't confuse us with uh, Bring a Trailer's podcast. But uh, Bring a Trailer... Uh, on their homepage, they usually have live auctions and stuff that's ending soon. And, and all I did today is, on my lunch break, I went online and I just screenshotted auctions ending today. And at the top the top four, actually, it, it came up pretty good with some parity. And I, what I did is I selected three of the top four, really based on the price range, and came up with three selections here. So, Daryl, here, here's what we have on the Bring a Trailer ending. Okay. One of them was 46 minutes. The other was 51 minutes. And the next one was one hour and 57 seconds. Uh, we had a 1972 Ferrari Dino 246 GT. Hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful car. And then we had a 1954 Austin Martin DB2 with a five-speed. And it, and I'll get to the price of these cars. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, it's not pocket change. No, it's not. And we had you. a 2016 Porsche 911 GT3 RS, a beautiful orange car with the fins and gills on it, like some giant piranha fish, as Thomas Dolby once said. Uh, beautiful cars. Now, the Dino, it's it's a blue, it's a 70s car. The Austin Martin 1954 car has been fully reconditioned. It's black. It is beautiful. It looks like a Bond car. 
And the GT3, if you know anything about GT3, this car is a race car. If you get in the car and you look at the seats, the, the seats are super thin. Everything's performance-based on that car. GT3 is not your lug – just your rig- – I'm going to go on a limb here, Daryl. I'm going yeah, yeah. to stab right at your choices. Okay. I'm going to say this is okay. not a daily. Anyway. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, that's like your opinion, man. That's subjective. So I'm not going to read through the descriptions because we're trying to keep the show short here. But uh, we're going to post these pictures online. I will tell you this. The Ferrari, Daryl, was going for a cool $270,000 with 46 minutes left. So that earlier today. Earlier today. All the right, Austin right. Martin was going for $153,000 with 51 minutes left. And the Porsche was going for 173000 which I didn't think those cars went for that much money. Yeah. As a 2016 with 2,000 miles on it. Uh, 173000 an hour. So you have to imagine all those cars ticked up just a little bit by the end of the day. So the the Aston Martin's the bargain of the the bunch. Exactly. (laughs) Never thought I'd see that. Wow. (laughs) So the the game is, which one will you race, which one will you daily, and which one will you kill? Well, I can tell you this, Daryl. Let's hear it. I'm racing that Porsche all day long. The, The GT3, after spending the weekend out on the course... I'm driving the guts out of that thing. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't know what tires are on this car, but I think this thing's hooking up. I'm looking at that wing. I'm looking at the the thickness of those rear tires right now from this picture. Yeah, yeah. This oh, yeah. Ca- this car is sticking to the pavement, and I'm going to be grinning ear to ear. And, and I know the noise, the sound that comes out of the exhaust of this car. Magic. Oh, it is magic. So I'm racing that car. Okay, fair. All right. Now, I have a Ferrari, and I have an Austin Martin. I have a mm. 70s Ferrari mm. and a 50s Austin Martin. Which one am I going to daily? Which one am I going to kill? I'm dailying the Austin Martin. If really? I'm gonna, if I'm going to drive every day to work and I'm going to drive around. Let's say I want to go to the Morton Kroger. Uh-huh. I'm taking the Austin Martin, okay? <laughs> sure I'm, I'm sure about that? I, I may buy a derby or a bowler hat. I'm not sure which. <laughs> but I'm going to take that car and I'm going to drive and I'm going I'm to take it maybe five to ten miles below the speed limit and just cruise and be cool and not care about anything else. I might even take a Bluetooth speaker and put it in the back seat because I'm not going to modify the sound system of this car at all. all right. I'm not changing this car. But what I'm going to kill is I'm going to kill a 70s Ferrari. I don't care what you say about this car. This car is a Ferrari. It is. But it's blue. That's not even a great Ferrari color. That's like strike one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, 70s design of any Ferrari. I mean, it, the 80s with a little more the, the, the harder edges, to me, maybe that's just where I grew up in that era, have a little more look to them. This car, as sloopy as it is, just kind of looks goofy. Yeah. And I can't imagine spending $300,000 on this thing. I'm killing it. Wow. All right. All right. I I, I think we're fairly close. I think okay. we're in the All same right. are zip we, code. Are we, are we getting there? Yeah. I mean, for similar reasons. It's not a competition, Daryl. It's just no. an opinion. That's right. And, of course, your opinion is always... Um, Tantamount to the success of the show? No, I, I, I wasn't going to go there, but oh, yes, okay. I'll let you say that. These are your words. Um, my pick would be to, uh, to to start out by racing the Healy, and I say race uh, lightly. I, I'm more like a vintage race, you know, like a Goodwood or like the, a, the Chattanooga Jeep. Grand Prix, right? Something like that, where you know you, you could get into a historic racing event where it's still competitive and fun, but you're not going to like destroy stuff because it's you know priceless. Even though this is 107, was it? Oh, well, there's a price for everything. There. I want to see what this goes for because I can't <laughs> believe it's under two, but it probably would be. Um, so I would do the 54 Aston Martin for the uh, for the race car. Wow. Okay. Um, the daily, the daily would be the Porsche because I think this thing would handle anything you would ever need as far as ability to pass somebody else or uh, you know merge with traffic. 
or make a cross-country run in blistering fast times, I think this would be a fun car to daily because you would just get into so much trouble. And you could never have a bad day at work because the drive home, the drive to lunch, whatever, you'd have something that would just... It would just be a blast to drive. What about a speed hunt in Peoria Heights? That's, uh, <laughs> I would move. I'd move to Arizona or somewhere flat. <laughs> I, if I had enough money to buy this puppy, I'd, <laughs> I'd the speed hunt is a, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll take the long way. I don't care about gas prices. I'll put Air Ride on it or something. And then, yes, uh, I would also conclude with, with your, your perspective here. I would kill the Ferrari Dino, which, by the way, was named after uh, Enzo's son, okay. Dino. And it's kind of a baby Ferrari. For whatever reason, they didn't put like a real Ferrari motor in this. This is basically, a, I think it's a Fiat because I think they made a Fiat. Uh, yeah, Dino. yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's a little, I want to say it's a little V6 or something. It's like half a V12 and, or maybe a V8. Basically, it's like any Ferrari that doesn't have a V12 isn't the real Ferrari. Real Ferrari. And, of course, it's not red. And But they had, like, yellow. They had kind of, like, I cool. don't care. It's blue. Who buys a blue Ferrari? I think there's, there's been some modern iterations that are blue, but... Uh, yeah. It's not... It's not... It's not... It definitely has to ding the value, right? I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're a high-end appraiser, you have to look at a blue Ferrari and be like... If it was only red. Yeah. Yeah, nice car, but it's not going to command the, the dollars. Exactly. Although, I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, kill the kill the Dino. Plus, like you said, of all the Ferraris that have been there, give me a Daytona Coupe. Give me a 308 GTS. The Dino is kind of like the, it's a Ferrari. It's kind of like the guys back in the day that would buy like, you know, the Porsche 924 and be like, I got a Porsche. <laughs> Porsche. <laughs> Which you've uh, heaped praise on earlier episodes. The 944. The 924 is oh, kind of like, okay. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, the same yeah, car. Yeah. Who cares? Anyways, we just pissed off the Porsche people <laughs> and the Ferrari people somehow in the same show. I don't think you'd climb into that Porsche for a daily after two days and be like, this was a sound decision. But yeah, then, probably not. All right. <laughs> but it sounds good on paper. That's Race Daily Kill. Thanks a lot. Thanks uh, for, the, uh, for the kind words on that segment, Mr. Hanlon. Yes, definitely, yeah, all right. definitely. All right, so we move on to the next segment of the show. It's the news section. Some people say we're not a news enough show, so we're going to blow through some news here. Screw you, people. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, we love feedback. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> right? People are like, I'm not going to send them any more messages. I don't think they, they like it. Yeah, they don't like what we have to say. International news. Hyundai's recalling more than 390,000 vehicles in the U.S. and Canada for problems that can cause engine fires. Uh-oh. That leads into the next article. Daryl, did you know Kia's recalling more than 440,000 vehicles in the SUVs in the U.S. to fix a problem that can cause engine fires? Ouch. Apparently, it's 2015, 2013 Sorrentos, 2014 to 15 uh, Optimas. And then we got some Santa Fe Sports and some, uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of models here. But anyway, what it comes down to is brake fluid can leak into the anti-lock brake computer, causing an electrical short that can lead to fires. That's hmm. a lot of cars, but this is not the first time that I've heard news where they tell customers and consumers during these recalls, your car is going to be fixed. But please, in the meantime, don't park your car in the garage because you could burn down your house. So we, we don't want to have to pay for that. Yeah. Have you ever owned a car with a recall like that? No. No, I've, I've, I've had a couple over the years where they've been recalled for safety things like that, but n- not spontaneous combustion yeah. to the point where it's not advisable to park in your in your domicile. I think Ford was the ignition key or something like that a couple years ago, right? The ex- yeah, somebody, an ignition switch or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of scary. It is scary. I mean, so, I mean, it's one thing. It's like, hey, I'm going to go to work today. I'm going to park my car in the parking garage. Or should I? Or should I? Where do you work? <laughs> I work at a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I work at a hospital. You know, people depend on you know going here every day for their safety. I put oxygen into oxygen tanks. <laughs> no, that's not flammable. No, I, I, it's it's a little frightening and discerning. Why would why would there be so many of them? Is it again single source vendor? You know, it's the same. Maybe I. You know, we had a deal. We're we're redoing a wiring harness uh, in the shifter on Corollas and Avalons, and the some module can like get moisture on them so we had to like take them out and put tape over the top because if somebody spilled their beverage on the shifter oh. moisture come down there so i think a lot of times Short engineers out. yeah engineers plan stuff and they don't anticipate customers being dumb right. and uh, <laughs> america america, america. You know? yeah i just i just spilled a polar pop down the console uh now it's smoking yeah my Everything. 79 cent drink just caused, just caused me to burn down my house anyway yeah anyway that's scary so let's move on uh Toyota Motor Corp said that most U.S. vehicles would still be running on gasoline a decade from now. This is freaking people out. It doesn't think that fully electric vehicles will have caught up with the cost and convenience. Toyota doubled down on its commitment to technology that it pioneered with hybrid vehicles, which are fueled by gasoline but also have electric motors to raise fuel efficiency. The company projected that by 2030, slightly more than half of the vehicles it sells in North America would be hybrids, while around 30% would run on traditional gasoline and the remainder would be fully electric. This news, like, freaked people out. Yeah, because it came out and there was an instant knee-jerk reaction. Be like, what do you mean an automaker isn't going fully electric tomorrow? Yeah. Well, because it's it's not realistic. It's not yeah. practical. Well, and if you read in depth, you keep going further and further into the comments from Twitter. Twitter's basically they they still are holding on to the hydrogen dream on this. Uh, the 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 commitment from Twitter is if the American government mandates that BEVs, battery electric vehicles, are going to be what gets all the funding and all the, the tax credit, then they will continue to make BEVs. But in the meantime, they're still going to be working on hybrid technology, and that hybrid technology could lead to hydrogen cars. Mm. And so okay. that that's uh, – I, I think sometimes it's better to lie. You think so? I think I think Toyota should have just lied. <laughs> should have just said, uh, "Just tell me, tell you what you want to hear." Exactly. What do you, what do you want to exactly. hear, baby? Yeah. But at the same time, file this one under like hard to swallow pills. Yeah. Because there are certain things. Honda was big with hydrogen, and some of the initiatives that started in the '90s, where they were doing research on fuel cell vehicles, things like yep. that. I mean, there is some viability with that. With that as a fuel source. We have other bigger fish to fry, and it just seems like the easiest solution is just stuff some batteries and stuff, and it'll be yeah. all good. Yeah. Is that the wisest thing in the world? I don't know. So I tried – before this show, there was a – somebody posted a picture in France. There was like some boneyard of a bunch of EV vehicles that Paris had, had like bought. Ten years ago, there were going to be all these EVs. Was it like municipal cars? Yes, or city yeah, fleet? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I don't know yeah. where it's at. I tried to find because what I was going to do a fact check on it to see. Oh, uh, you know, I, I I do believe there's there's cars with heavy acid batteries that nobody can do anything with. But realistically, even like forklifts stuff like that, they can they can nab these batteries. You if they have them. to. So sure. yeah, I'd like to know the full story on this thing. But and, uh, and by the way, also not a fun job or a fun place to have. You talk about <laughs> not in my backyard. Yeah, you really want to have a. You know, no. lead acid battery well, recycler in your town. Look at look at the mines. I mean, the yeah. lithium mines. I mean, yeah. yeah. I sometimes people are think, starting to get wise to that. You think the consume? There are certain consumers that are starting to be like, "Hey, wait a minute, pause. Do we really need to be this, this, and this?" So maybe Toyota's announcement is is tapping into some of those. I don't want to say woke <laughs> because they <laughs> uh, are. Right? That I can mean that anything. Word. Yeah, but uh, the people who actually okay. 
electric vehicles, zero emission vehicles, great. However, maybe there's an alternative where everything can live. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got this next one? Yeah, let's talk about national news here and maybe happier news. Well, maybe not. Um, Hey, look, we made the news. We did. I think this is about us. We did. Empty lots, angry customers, the chip crisis throws wrench into car business. That's what that means. Uh, That's so clever. Uh, Americans are shopping for cars in near record numbers these days, but the world's chip shortage has left dealers with fewer offerings in decades. Uh, The market mismatch is driving up prices, and many buyers expecting to drive new cars right off the lot have to wait weeks or even months for their vehicles to arrive. Some showroom models sell for thousands of dollars over the sticker price as a result. Wall Street Journal was uh, kind of pointing some of that out. Um, You know, uh, we talked a lot about that in the last couple of months. Oh, just just drive past your local lots here. Yeah, you'll see it. What's it look like? Not much there. I've Sarah asked me the other day. She, we drove past two dealerships. She's like, "Is there a tent sale somewhere?" There's <laughs> like nothing on the lot. There's yeah. no. There's no tent sale because there's no malls to have tent sales at. All right. Um, here's the next story that's kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, General Motors reported stronger than expected profit growth in the first quarter of 2021 on robust vehicle demand in the U.S. and China. That's even as a shortage of semiconductors curtailed production. The next article, Stellantis, revenues up 14% to $44.4 billion in the first three months of the year. Uh, Stellantis NV, I'm not even sure what that is. What does that mean? New vehicles? I don't know. Uh, Something Nevada? venture, new yeah. venture, I don't know. <laughs> on Wednesday, they said revenue increased 14%, $44 billion, $27 billion euro because that's where they're from. Uh, in the first quarter of 2021, go to the next headline. It's, it's going to be singing the same story here, Daryl. Yeah, amid a hot vehicle market and a rebound from the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, Ford Motor Company posted a nearly 65% sales gain in April, and that's compared to a year ago. The Dearborn Automaker reported selling 197,813 Point zero vehicles last month for a 64.8% gain over April of 2020. But that's like a handicap, right? I mean, April yeah. 2021, oh, look at us, 64% gain. You know. But nobody was doing anything last yeah. year. Yeah. April was like the peak of lockdowns, the, yeah. you know, here in the U.S. at least. Globally, I don't know. Yeah. It might have been sooner. But we, we bundled these three stories together for a point. I mean, we got we got Stellantis, which is basically Chrysler here in the United States, yeah. Ram and Jeep. Uh, we got Ford. We got General Motors. All these guys are like, oh, look at us, killing it, killing it, killing it. But have, and as you said, you looked at the lot, and then you drove past Belvedere the other day. Yeah, the Belvedere, the Stellantis Chrysler plant. They make Jeep uh, Compass, and I think the what's the other small one there? The Renegade, maybe. They it used to be a long-standing Chrysler plant up there. It's mostly Jeeps now. That plant, I believe, is idle until July because of the chip shortage. There's nothing they hmm. can procure, and uh, usually when you drive past it on Business Twenty, there's two sides of the highway. There you'll see lots of and a. a rail yard where they load cars up for shipping and get them out. There's usually thousands of cars. I, you know, probably 10,000 cars there all the time. Plants yeah. humming. Now, it was like their lights weren't on. There was not a single car. The only cars that were in the lots were security vehicles sitting there <laughs> guarding the factory. There was nothing on the rail cars. Really eerie, and that's the first time in my lifetime. I know that plant's been idle a, f- a few times over yeah. the years. First time in my life that I remember seeing it that dim. So that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's social media posts right now, like the Ram factory, the Ford Super Duty factory, mm. where like from space they're showing the parking lot like filling up and the overflow. I think that uh, the Ford, the Ford is uh, at Ford racetrack, Detroit Autoway or something like that. Or oh, it's like an overflow lot or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's trucks everywhere, but they're all waiting to be. Uh, 
loaded with those chips. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge thing with the. Uh, I think the F one fifties and the trucks are built at that Rouge, that huge new Rouge factory. It's like yeah. ten years old now, but um, yeah, there was a huge backlog there. But they were also they weren't shutting things down. They were just doing it to like one shift yeah. and they were going to, you know, they were trying to slow it down and it's still, they can't get what they It's crazy. Get. It's yeah. crazy. I, I, I honestly thought by June or July, this would be over, but, uh, it still continues to roll on. So what do I know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think too, at least we were talking to about some of the Ford sales figures. I think Ford's still at least offering cars. People want, I see more Fords out on the road. It seems like than the GM offerings or, even the Dodges, I don't see a lot of Stellantis vehicles. The only vehicles I see are, are the, the cheaper Jeeps, uh, Wranglers, and then occasionally some Dodge Rams. So at least the, around here. the Jeep store next to us, they got tons of Gladiators. There's, they? there's Gladiators. All I mean, those have been kind of like a, I don't say a double-edged sword. People wanted them. We talked about this on a previous yeah, show. They wanted, wanted them 10 years, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah right. But now, now you got a $54,000 know, truck with a solid front axle. It's a Jeep truck, but it's really not a truck. Yeah. You know, all the pictures and the videos of these things like off-road where they bent or couldn't handle the weight and the back seat sucks. I mean, They look cool. They do, but they're a lot of money. And uh, If I was 22, I'd be all over it. I agree. I, agree. I couldn't but, afford it. But I wanted that, uh, that Dodge Dakota, the beach edition, you know. Yeah, I remember when they came out with the Dakota RT with like a 360 or something, like a decent V8 in them. Yeah, like, oh sweet. I was going to put an article in there about the Ford Light, the new Ford Lightning. Oh, which is electric. It's electric. Yeah, boogie woogie yeah. woogie. But I don't want to talk too much about electric vehicles because yeah. it seems like we get caught in that rut too much. We do, we do. All right, local news. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but Illinois is one of the top states for fuel prices. Dun, dun, dun. We're Lo- number one. Yeah, oh. <laughs> local gas prices in Illinois are averaging three dollars and twenty-five cents. The U.S. national gas average is three dollars and four cents. This was as of May seventeenth. Gas prices have risen across the nation following the ransomware attack of the Colonial Pipeline on May seventh that forced the fuel. To Distributor to halt operations. The pipeline supplies roughly 45% of the East Coast fuel. While this shutdown may have impacted the East Coast, experts suggest the closure, coupled with the growing driver demand in the lead up to Memorial Day weekend, may be driving the price higher. There's a whole bunch of stuff in this article, and I'll share it um, online. It's from Illinois Policy, which is kind of a slanted, I hate Illinois website. Think tank. Yeah, think tank, yeah, right? Yeah. But Illinois was the highest. It averaged 358 along with um, other metro areas at 336. J.B. Pritzker, though, if you aren't aware of this, Daryl, and and I think a lot of us knew it was happening, but we didn't really react to it because gas prices were super low like two years ago. And J.B. Pritzker uh, pushed a a gas tax, basically. It was, uh, what, 18 cents or uh, Mm -hmm. 38 cents per gallon. So gas prices are high in the Midwest, partly because the state tax on gasoline doubled in 2019 to 38 cents per gallon from 19 cents. And then it's automatically hiked every July 1st for inflation with this year's boost hitting 39.2 cents per gallon. It's an automatic increase from 2020 and the average gas ranks will be the third highest in the nation. It's set for another hike on July 1st and we'll see the average paying $105 more per year than 2018. So it's like four tenths. Oh, wait, just what? This, this article. Four hurts. tenths of a it hurts. cent, a dollar. Wait a minute. That's the no one hundred and five dollars more per year because of the gas taxes. Uh, okay, okay. Anyway, uh, everybody knew that they were raising the gas tax, and at the time, I think gas was like two dollars a gallon. Like, oh, okay. Well, they're going to do something with that. 
and they are spending a lot of money on the roads. And I and we could go on and on about that type yeah, of stuff. There's but, been probably some more of that infrastructure repairs. Yeah, but. but but the annual increase on July first for inflation. You know what inflation's doing this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to this. I'm sure we'll see orange cones everywhere now. Yeah. Because of all that extra money. Yeah. Well, they won't be at the gas station because there won't be that many people <laughs> want to go there. Affording My, it. So during the gas uh, pipeline shutdown, uh, Aiden needed gas for his truck. He's like, Dad, meet me at Casey's and fill me up. And I'm like, anyway. So I drove from the house, met him at Casey's because he couldn't make it home to get my credit card. There's a whole story there because he's in track. I said I'd pay him to be in track instead of going to work. Uh, I figure I was doing a, the noble thing there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we get to Casey's and the 329 gas is gone. That pump says, "Oh, sorry." I love when you see the yellow sleeve over the pump. Yeah, and you see it after you shut the car off and pull up. Yeah, like, you know, oh, like that's crap. the greatest feeling. Where like, oh, we're out of gas. I, I think it says "out of gas" or something on that that sleeve. Something that you hadn't seen except for like you know pictures of the OPEC crisis. Yeah, yeah Jimmy yeah. Carter's face on there. Um, so. I'm like, uh, all right, well, 329's gone, but oh, the 389 fuel is there. And and so Aiden's like, well, I'm going to fill it up. I'm like, no, you're not filling up. So you're putting 10 gallons in this. You're going to get, to, yeah, get goes, home and get to school. Yeah, he goes, 10 gallons? What do you mean? I'm like, it's six bucks extra. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, it's math. It's 60 cents more a gallon. You're going to put 10 gallons in. That's costing me $6 more. Here, this total dad moment, because I'm like, six bucks. Right. It's six bucks, six bucks. And if you would have filled up this forerunner, that probably would have been 12 bucks. I don't give a crap, you know. <laughs> so, this, but you have to put it in terms a teenage dude will understand. <laughs> $6, that's like. Three slices of Casey's Absolutely. pizza. Absolutely. Breakfast oh, pizza. Oh, no way. Yeah, breakfast pizza, man. Oh, my. <laughs> That's like four monsters. No, I don't know. He doesn't is. drink monster, but the breakfast pizza? Yeah. I, I can look at my kid's credit card statement, whether it was my daughter or my son. And I see Casey's every day, three fifty nine. dollars 59 It's 7.48 in the morning. Yeah. Like, Damn yeah. it. Yeah, breakfast yeah. pizza and a, and a whatever, a drink, a Mountain Dew, right? That's hilarious. So anyway, if you live in Illinois, get ready for higher gas prices. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of you know things that oh. are might be occasionally high yeah. or higher than high, what uh, what time is it? Only when they're on the Rogan show. It's time for your moment of muscle. According to MarketWatch, a day after sparking another sell-off in the world's biggest digital asset, Tesla's chief executive officer, Elon Musk, took to Twitter to say that his electric car company hasn't done any divesting. To clarify the speculation, Tesla has not sold any Bitcoin, Musk tweeted in the early hours of Monday. He was responding to a tweet from another user who accused him of triggering losses in the cryptocurrency. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but as we were watching Saturday Night Live last weekend... With special guest host Elon Musk. Yeah, Dogecoin dived uh, a a quality 30% during the show because crypto trades 24-7. So it's pretty amazing. The uh, creator of Dogecoin, do you know his name, Daryl? No, I do not. His name is Jackson Palmer. He doesn't uh, come out very much. Apparently, he's a recluse of some sort. I think he hates his life because Elon has grasped onto his... his, uh, his myth currency. Anyway, he sent a, a tweet out. At, uh, it's at um Jackson. It's U-M-M Jackson. He said, reminder, Elon Musk is and always will be a self-absorbed grifter. Yikes. Bam. That's uh, that's from the career of Dogecoin, who he's living on. <laughs> anyway, I put this on here. Just say Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin really fast. Say it enough times, Elon will pop up on Twitter and say something flippant about cryptos and make a 
<laughs> make the Binance groupies go crazy. He's finally found an excitable group in response that have been lacking that he's been lacking for the last few years. Anyway, that is your moment of must always the crypto. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. I don't Do you own any get, cryptos? No, hell no. Do you? I have like seventy five dollars in crypto, and I think after this week, I think it's fifty dollars. It's in crypto. probably going to dwindle. Yeah, yeah. He was also uh, somebody else called him out and was like, "Enough, it's not funny anymore." Yeah. Today, and he was ragging on Bitcoin, but he referenced Dogecoin and cryptocurrency in his SNL bit like five or six times in the whole broadcast. Yeah, I watched. I was on the Robinhood app watching, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's not Bad. good. That's not good." Fortunately, I don't have my bank account tied to the. Tied to Robinhood, or I might have bought like a thousand dollars in Dogecoin. Just watch five hundred dollars like erupt out of my wallet. It's all the ransomware stuff, like the pipeline guys and the banks and everything else have been hacked by these Russian and yeah. other hackers over the years. Aren't they paying them off in Bitcoin? I mean, isn't Bitcoin like the international terrorist currency? I, yeah, that and ammunition. I think. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like who who goes? You you said you saw a Bitcoin ATM when you were in uh, Oklahoma. Yes, yes. And, what the and, hell? And so uh, as I start diving into some of this stuff, yeah. there's some weird stuff going on with this Bitcoin stuff. And so, yeah, you have to imagine stuff's going to get hijacked. I mean, it's digital currency. Sure. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, our, we have digital currency because we put money in a bank and we look on our Fidelity account or whatever. Mm-hmm. We, you know, that's digital. We didn't, we never see the money in our hand, right? No, but you can always at, at some point in time go to the bank and be like, give can, me my money. Can you? I mean, mm. and is it manipulated by the Fed anyway? Is the value of it manipulated? I don't know, man. We it's, should just go back to gold and I'm people's gonna, word. I'm going to do what, what Mojo Nixon said. I'm going to put mason jars in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dig them up whenever I need to get some. I'm going to go down to Kroger. i got to go dig up a jar. Hope, so, I, hope I remember where it's at. Modern times and yeah. just sucks. <sighs> I mean, not all of it. Yeah. Like the whole medicine and... You know, no, don't even get into all that. We'll entertainment, stop. yeah, <laughs> entertainment sucks too. Okay, well, everything sucks. <laughs> all right, that that leads into the next section of the show: grinding of the gears. This is where uh, if something's in our craw, it's generally Daryl's craw. He's like that get off my lawn type old man. I've become that way. Yeah, I've become so, that way. You got something in your craw this week, Daryl? Yeah, actually, um, here's a quick twofer. <clears throat> um, and I didn't put this in the notes, but oh. now that you mentioned the get off a, my lawn, I, I see a one for. There's a one for here. Uh, the, the the two for is just real quick. Recently went in to buy some stuff at, at O'Reilly. O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yow. <laughs> and uh, I went in, I said, Yow! hey, thank you. I was looking for um, uh, brass fittings, hose fittings for the fuel line. And I need an eighth-inch pipe thread to 5 sixteenths fuel hose barb fitting. I said, do you guys have anything like that? And the guy at the counter looks at me and goes, probably not. You want to just go back and look for them? And I did. You know what? O'Reilly is the cream of the crop of the auto parts store, though, right? Dude, I went back and found it in five seconds. No way. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, probably not. Thanks for trying. Manager, by the way. This is the manager. How old was he? Uh, probably 7,000 years old. (laughs) Anyways. He used to work as a parts guy at a dealership. I'll say that. I had issues with him there, too. Anyways, um, um, it was a Ford dealer. And, uh, I don't own a Ford anymore. So... (laughs) Anyways, um, here's my real thing that I'm grinding my gears about this week. 
I keep hearing commercials here in the Midwest for Take Five. It's the the five minute oil change yeah. place. My brother goes there. I believe you seen him. Yeah, they're all over. They used to be Jiffy Lubes or something. I don't know what, but yeah, they all keep getting rehashed. Now it's Big Rays and Take Five everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So these things, they're a newer brand that's actually part of a larger umbrella of driven brands. I guess these are automotive fran- franchises like Mako, CarStar, Meineke, and several others. But it seems like just like the three dollar car washes. Are people really busting their hump to get a five minute oil change? Like, are people's lives upended by, oh, I have to go get an oil change twice a year or whatever it is. I don't know. I think I'd rather things take a little longer than five minutes. You know, their signature line, you don't even have to leave the car. (laughs) (laughs) You can stay in the car while we change your oil. And while that's not new, I mean, the drive through oil and lube quickie places, you know, they've been around a while, but they don't have the greatest reputations in many cases. Uh, you know, they also change names a lot. Like Take 5 is the new Grease Monkey, which is the new Jiffy Lube, which is the new Grease Spot, which is the, you name it, okay? So who's the lucky guy who gets to change the oil below a sizzling hot Hyundai Elantra while the owner's inside rocking out to Freebird or whatever they're listening to, and they got an itchy trigger finger on their keys? Like, do they have to hold on to the customer's keys for safety so they don't drive off or actually to key it up and, oops, yeah. Oh, my batteries. Oh, it's getting hot because the air conditioning stopped running. Hey, my kid called. His super target top flew off. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> so I don't know. I just These are the things that make me question modern times. And I just want to know how that whole process works. I'm scared. I'm bewildered. I'm concerned for America. So they, And they don't rotate tires because I hired a kid from Take 5. And I said, you guys rotate tires? Well, no, we don't rotate tires. I'm like, what the hell do you do with that? Goes, that, that we don't do tires, so we don't touch your tires. We just they, drain oil. They don't, they don't do brakes. These guys make money on wipers and filters. That's it. Mm. They'll, they'll they'll sack you for you know, PCV valves and yeah. filters and all that stuff. We change. We, this has to get changed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but it is is somebody who's worked in history for a long time. I mean, these th- it's a pit. You're driving over a pit. Yeah. So yeah. your dudes sitting there in a recess. Walmart's are like that. A lot of Walmart's are yes, pits they too. Are. Yeah. So yeah, it's a tag team. You got a guy on top and a guy on the bottom. And and I I've I've been to Walmart because I do like tests versus our store versus walmart and stuff and i remember one time went to the walmart and the guys were like oh we can't get your skid plate off the place you went to last time over torqued it so i can't change your oil i'm like oh that's awfully convenient you know so i I left with my i took my tundra you know and it was it was pretty hilarious actually and i remember i went back to the store i'm like can you check the skid plate and they're like it's off i'm like no problem that's just some lazy bum didn't want to do his job but yeah uh, i mean those places fill a need you know if you've got an old farm truck or something like that you just need to get the oil that's not the people they're catering to i here's here's daryl i can speak from experience when i was a crumb bum 20 21 year old (laughs) and i drove my dodge colt in fort myers florida Mm-hmm. And I, I would be seven or eight thousand miles on oil change. You would just keep passing by those quick lubes, and, and, and like the guilty conscience would be like, "I gotta get the oil change. I gotta, I gotta do it. Get, I gotta do it." So finally, one day when you're just like off, you're like, "I just pull in there," and they could have told you anything. And I remember they'd walk in, "Oh yeah, this uh, this breather filter for your air filter is pretty dirty. You need to replace this. It's yeah. got oil on." You're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you need to do that. How much? That's thirty five dollars." You know. It's, you know, you knew they were hosing you, and it was usually the worst people in the world. Yeah. And I can tell you, and I'm not trying to slander anybody. I know it's a public podcast, but let's just say there's a a pod or a, an oil change place in Pekin, you know, big, big Reggies or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen the guys hanging out by the front door there, and they stand around and do nothing like half the day. But there are people sitting in their cars getting their service sometimes. I know what they're doing. They're doing the same stuff they did when I was a kid. You know, they're, yeah. they're trying to shill you on. Oh, do you want the premium? 
what about the oil steam? You know, it's been a long time since you had your oil changed. We need to steam that crankcase. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do the flush. Yeah. Yeah. I got the same thing. I went to a Jiffy Lube once in college when I had a coupon. I didn't have a garage. I had yeah. an apartment. And I'm like, it was January. I'm like, I just got to get the oil changed in the yeah. Grand Marquis. Who cares? Yeah. And I adjusted all that stuff in the fall, like the filters, the belts, everything. Guy came out and he had my PCV valve in one hand. <laughs> and he had my brand new Fram filter, air filter. And he rolled it in grease and dirt in the back of the shop. Is like, uh, oh, these, sir, these are these are filthy. I said, I just those have thirty eight hundred miles on them. A hole. Like, what are you doing? Uh, well, well uh, um, they 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 look like they haven't been changed in a while. I said, that's, and I checked the stuff. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I know. I'm surprised you were caught dead there. You didn't tell your dad that, did you? No, it was like somebody at work gave me a coupon or something. I'm like, I this is one and done, man. I'm done now. Th- again, they're not all like that. Some places you just need a five minute oil change. That's yeah. great, but I'm just like. That's the business model. Drive in, yeah. Peace out. I don't. Well, it's I don't. just like anything. You get what you pay for, right, Daryl? Yeah. Sit in your. You don't even have to get out of your car. Now, I did. I I didn't really have anything in my craw, but as I was reading your description of what's going on here mm-hmm. in the uh, places, I am looking forward to someday we're going to have the evacuation pumps where we just basically stick a nozzle down the fuel filler or the oil filler neck and just suck it all suck out. Suck the, the oil out. I, 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 it's an expensive process and most of the machines are a couple thousand dollars. A lot of European like import car yeah. shops and, have those, and right? Mercedes shops demand you have to have it. Why? Uh, is it I don't know. I'm not sure what what there is about their pans or what the, why they want to do it's that. Different but layout. the the fact that you could just like take care of a lot of that from the top side of the car mm-hmm. and not have to deal with drain drain plugs and stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah, it just to me it gravity I just I don't I don't know. I well, would think yeah, right. How, how much can it suck from the bottom? Is there still stuff left in the pan? Yeah. I don't know. You know, uh, I, if you ever watch oil, even even when you try and drain the oil, when you take the pan down, there's still residue and oil oh, bits. Yeah. yeah. Oh you, yeah. You never get it out in the drain. No, and I'm, of course I'm used to working on old stuff. You know, drop an oil pan. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Non detergent sludge in there from yeah. 60 years ago. But at the same <laughs> time, you know, it, you're not going to get that with a pump. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Daryl, we promised these folks a show under 90 minutes, and we're, we're clipping along poorly. How close How close are we? <laughs> well, with, with our microphone malfunctions, we're at one hour and 23 minutes, so let's keep on pushing right, away we'll here. We'll get out of here. Let's so, do it. Let's go to Cars of the Week. Daryl and I peruse all the online websites. We look at Facebook Marketplace. We look at bring a trailer of course we just talked about them yeah craigslist yeah. still looking at craigslist eh, not yeah, really yeah sometimes yeah. auto trader yeah car gurus car gurus for yeah, sure definitely car gurus that, that's a great website so anyway here's what we do we sit there we look at these sites and just today i was pulling up my my computer and i lifted my computer up and i showed my wife i said look at this mercedes and she goes do we have room for another car and i'm like and I set the computer back down in my lap, and I said, all right, I'll just go back about my business. That's Cars of the Week. It's week, W-E-A-K. It's because we are weak, and we have nothing better to do with our lives but to peruse used cars sitting in other people's lots or houses that they want to get rid of. Daryl, I have a dandy this week. So you keep gravitating every once in a while to to the Mercedes, the vintage Mercedes. and. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to pull the trigger, but no, but go ahead. But it's but it's cars of the week. This is a car I bought in my mind. Yes. I, I've rationalized owning this car, but because I know I'm never going to own it, now I've mentally purchased it. And I swore on my life I would never own another German car. Ever but again. I've owned three German cars, two Benzes, one Volkswagen, and the two Benzes. I didn't know you had a VW. Yeah, we had a, a old Cabriolet. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. A rabbit, okay. Yeah, a little yeah. rabbit. Ca- oh, God, we love that car. All right. Anyways. Again. 
costs you more than they're ever worth. But God, you still talk about them because you love them, right? Yeah. Anyway, so this week I found on Facebook Marketplace a 1991 Mercedes-Benz 300E. It's a four-speed manual. It's four-wheel drive, and it's in Chicago for a cool $1,200. Now, it says it needs tires. It needs spark plug wires. It needs a fuel filter, and it has to be towed off his property. But this thing is black, and it is lean. It's got the gray underbody cladding. Mm. It's got the Becker fa- factory radio. That's and, a plus. And That's it's got four point. rims, Daryl, so I can put snow tires. Now, here's my deal. Okay. I, I mentally bought this car for rallying. It's it's an all-wheel drive. So it would do it's I'm going to well. lift it. I'm going to put the snow tires on it, and I'm going to drive the living hell out of it. You could do Cheese Freeze 2021. Oh, it would be so much you fun. imagine that? No, it would be – oh, dude, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be amazing. It's probably even got heated seats. It, it probably does. One of them probably works. And one of them <laughs> – <laughs> the passenger side would work. All right, so so this is what they what do they call them? The Formatics, or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. had their own, you know, it's like Quattro or for yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it was Formatic. Yeah, they were really kind of ahead of their time. Great. I think the three three hundred are an inline six. Yes, I, I, b- six. I believe you're correct. Great cars, dependable. Um, I think they, they've got that bulletproof interior that's made of that MB Tex. Or- that pl- yeah, so that was the one thing. As I as I looked through the pictures, of this looks like brand new inside. It's crazy how the interiors holds up on these. Now the spring underneath the seat is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you're wobbling around on Jello. <laughs> but but the but the layer of pleather right there under your butt. Oh yeah, sturdy as heck. Yeah, yeah. if you ask any European, they're like, oh yeah, these were cabs forever. Yeah. They were taxi cabs in every major European city for like 20 years <laughs> because, first of all, they didn't. Well, over there they probably didn't rust like they did here in the states. Yeah. But uh, they also motor trans really really good. But yep. the interiors did not wear. Yeah. Whereas here, you'd have a Crown Vic in three years, and it just really fell apart. I think when I was in uh, Marseille, I think it was a 300E that was our taxi. Mm-hmm. Took, us, took us out to the Roman aqueduct. You know? they were, they're were huge overseas. Here listen to, listen seem, to me. Yeah. Yes. No, you're well-traveled. And I'll tell you what. Um, I think you'd look really good in one of these, and I would love to see one done up in a uh, in a rally style. Oh, yeah. I mean, just a tw- mild lift, 1200 right? bucks, man. And I just remember, like, when I when I was autocrossing this weekend, I'm driving, I got the FRS, you know, it's a $13,000, $15,000 car loaded up there, and the Supra, it's a $50,000 car. But there was something about when I took my daughter's $200 Celica, and it's laying yeah. a smoke show out there, and it's squealing, <laughs> you know, to have the hoopty. There was a couple guys out there when I was on Sunday, there was a Tiburon, I think it was, no, no, it was a Genesis Coupe. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he did not have... Race tires on it was squealing like crazy, and they they had not autocrossed it forever. But they had that car out there. Two guys were doing split shift on it. They were having fun, just a blast. And it just reminded me of having that Celica. And, and so part of me is like, I'd love to have a twelve hundred dollars beater again to go out and autocross it. There's just yeah. something to be said for it, right? Absolutely. And if something breaks, what's the worst that can happen? You fix it. Or you pay someone to fix it, or you it. pull it off and leave it on the airport parking lot till the weekend's over. <laughs> <laughs> you got long term parking? Yeah, I'm taking a trip yeah. forever. So I come back with a trailer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what do you got, Daryl? I well, if you need if you need a hand towing that thing, because it All says right. must be. I just want to throw this out here too. I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but must be towed off property. It that could be an HOA thing. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> it says needs tires. All right, spark plug wires. Okay, fuel filter. It's got to be just the fuel filter. That's all it needs. Then it would run. Get that Mercedes, dude. It's $1,200. Just do it. You know, the, that, the, yeah, that's the key right there. The guy already diagnosed. Oh, it'd run fine if it had a new fuel filter. Don't you love that? <laughs> it wasn't the fuel pump. It's, no. not, it's not an injector. It's definitely it's not the, the relay. It's yeah. not the ECM. 
It's not the wiring that rodents have chewed up while it's been sitting with a bad fuel pump. It's just a filter. Yeah, it's a filter. I think you get the filter on uh, $39.95 at O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> why didn't you, why didn't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Okay. All right. So I went uh, a little older school. Nice choice again, by the way. Thanks. But Thank you. I kept it domestic this week because uh, I've been picking some European stuff lately. But I actually picked a uh, a car that's near and dear to my heart. It's a it's a 1969 Chevrolet Nova SS396, the big block. You can actually get a Nova SS in the small block or the big block flavor. And this one is actually, it's the 69, so it has uh, kind of the, the simpler Chevy 2 uh, back panel and uh, very minimal trim. It doesn't have like the big, you know, every Chevelle you see that's got the big hockey stripes and the, you know, the big call outs and stuff. Well, this has a, a few of those, but I think it's a little more subtle. What's the uh, top? Is that a Landau top or what uh, is that? Vinyl. Okay. All vinyl, right. yeah. Was, and that's the, those are usually the, the death of cars all over <laughs> of that era. They're great. And then you go to redo them and it's like the you know pillars rusted out and it's shot yeah. but this thing is actually a 70,000 mile original survivor and I found it actually on barn finds but it was a link it was like hey here's the story Go here to find out more, and it's a, it was a Barrett Jackson. Yeah, auction so listing. on the image there's a decal of Barrett Jackson. Then I see it's BarrettJackson.com. So the one thing you did not post anywhere in this is the price. No, no, because it, it hooked me, and I got I got suckered in, and I'm like, oh, this beautiful. Oh, look, it's even got like the old BF Goodrich Redline tires. It's just like original. It doesn't say anything. So I go to the Barrett Jackson listing, and it's like coming soon. Reserve. Uh, no, it's no reserve. But I I don't remember which auction it is. I, I don't care about. Um, you know, which is which. But at the same time, I'm going to guess this thing is still going to pull probably a strong – I'll be way off on this. I'd say mid-40s to 60s. I could be wrong on that because muscle cars seem like they kind of peaked and have come down a little bit. That's It would be interesting to see because that, to me, seems a little light for this car with 17,000 miles. But yeah, uh, it's probably light. Uh, but I don't think the Barrett-Jackson craziness is, is what it was you know, five years ago. Yeah, since Elon's affecting the crypto markets. <laughs> of course. Yeah, the, suddenly those international bidders are drying <laughs> up. But no, this is a great little car. It's a white car with a black vinyl top, black vinyl buckets. It's got the little mini console with the four-speed. It's a four-speed car, which I love. Any classic muscle car to me has to have a four speed it's just that it's period that's how it's got to be it's everything a small muscle car needs nothing it doesn't um and it also reminds me my my dad's first new car that he bought himself was a 73 nova hatchback with a 307 three-speed stick and then he he sold that when you know family started growing and needed a station wagon and then in high school he found a 71 nova with a 350 three-speed and that kind of has the same body style as this one yeah this one's way cooler (laughs) Because it's a big I'm block. trying to picture your dad driving a coupe Nova. It, well, we were both a lot smaller back then. But no, it was. <laughs> no, not even that. Just There's just something about your dad. He seems so reserved. I mean, there's something about the Scott demeanor that just doesn't seem like uh, yeah. screaming. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm going to see some kids at the intersection here and kind of jump on this thing. There was a little bit of that. My dad yeah. never really went crazy with anything. But uh, no, he would definitely, if there was a car that was. You know, had a had a hot motor or something like that. Um, yeah, he he'd get on it. I remember a few times we were going to car shows or something, and uh, he did get pulled over in the Nova once. <laughs> but it was an ex student because my dad was a high school teacher. <laughs> so every time my dad got pulled over, it's hey, Mister Scott, how you doing? You know, you're going a little fast there. And what's with the antique plates? And what's up with this car? Uh, never got a ticket, so it's fine. But I do remember that one time we were going to like a a cruise night or something, and we were just you know just letting it run, nothing yeah. crazy, but just. Giving it, giving a little 
too much. And yeah, Lindenhurst cop was running radar, and that was it. That's but, funny. That's funny. Cool cars. I love Novas. Uh, I think they're one of the best. Good selection. Cars ever. This is probably this one is a, certainly a breakaway and a little different than. It seems like you're either going super classic uh, or, like you said, Euro. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, – I think you and I, I – you keep saying I'm going to Benz's, but this is a modern era Benz. And I, That's I, true. I've been trying – I always – if it's in the 40s or 50s, yeah, I'm all about this. I, t- I'm 1200 bucks. I mean, I, my car is a fraction. My wife should have allowed me to buy this car. Right. I mean, that's like – I, I wanted to, maybe they'll take there another a, stimulus. Can we maybe, get another stimulus? Maybe they'll take a Scion TC on trade. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Just bring a fuel filter. Yeah. All right, folks. You made it to the end of another Throne Wrenches podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Patreon folks, everybody for uh, uh, helping out the show. If there's anything you'd like to tell us and uh, you're having a good time, certainly make a review on iTunes. We're going to read it on the air, and you can send an email to Daryl and I at info at thronewrenches Love to hear from you. Uh, we we always take requests. Eric probably would sing it next time. Yeah, I don't know. we'll see. Yeah, love a rainy night. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going to be the outro song. You no. have to cue it up. No, if we're not on anchor. We can't damn do that it, yet. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, uh, nobody even commented on uh, the way to Amarillo last time. So I wonder I if too late in the show. It might have been. <laughs> yeah, they just tuned out. People tuned out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks All again, right. everybody. See ya.